0: Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to the Impact Podcast with Apostle Dr. Lisa Barino. And we want to thank you for being a part of our listening audience on today. We are continuing our study in understanding the prophetic dimension. And we've been talking about evaluating the prophets. Today we want to talk about prophetic manifestation may originate from three distinct sources. Let's pray. Father God, we just bless your holy and your righteous name on today. We thank you, Father God, for giving us ears to hear um, and a heart to receive what the Spirit is saying unto the church in this hour as it pertains to the 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 movement and 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 the um functioning of the prophets in the earth we ask oh father god that you would bless your word sanctify your word in our heart oh father god that it would not return to you void in jesus name amen so we're going to be talking today about prophetic manifestation may originate from three distinct sources the first one it can be Uh, manifested from the human mind and spirit we see this in ezekiel chapter 13 verse 1 through 10 in ezekiel chapter 13 god calls upon the true prophet of the lord to speak against the false prophets who prophesy out of their own hearts and and who concoct a self-deceptive, self-originated word. Their ministry is selfish because they have no compassion or burden for God's people, no vision for their victory, and they have not entered into intercession for them. Ephesians, I'm sorry, Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 5 says, You have not gone up into the gaps to build a wall for the house of Israel to stand in battle on the day of the Lord. Because of their falsehood, God rejects them and opposes them and casts them out of the assembly of the people of God. The second place that it may originate, that the prophetic manifestation may originate, is from an evil spirit. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 24 through 29. And you can read that at your leisure. In this chapter of the book of Kings, we see the epic confrontation between Elijah, the prophet of God, and the 450 prophets of Baal. Each prophetic camp stirs up activity in the spirit realm by releasing prophetic words. Elijah's words bring down the power of the everlasting God. The words of the false prophets of Baal remain unanswered. The same Hebrew word "naba" is used to describe the prophesying of both groups of prophets. In that Old Testament, Testament, to prophesy simply meant to release a word while under the spiritual influence. False prophets can prophesy also under a false influence. The other distinct source, number three, is the Holy Spirit. And we see this um, in Second Peter, verse one, verse nineteen through twenty-one, God's holy prophets spoke and prophesied the word of the Lord by the power of the Holy Spirit. They were moved by the Spirit. The Greek word pharaoh, which means to be carried or borne along, driven as by a wind. The true, true prophetic words came as the prophets of God were driven by the wind of the spirit and breathed and breathed of almighty in the breath of almighty God it is the believer's responsibility to determine the source of each prophetic manifestation seven principles for judging the prophetic word principle number 1 the written word All prophetic ministry must be in accordance with Ephesians 4, chapter chapter 4, verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Prophets, by their prophesying of the word of the Lord, perfect the saints which receive their ministry. The word perfecting is the Greek word kataratismos, the shaping or molding to fit an already established correct standard. The prophetic prophetic word in the mouth of the true prophet shapes the believer's life according to the already established correct standard of the word of God. All prophetic utterance must be in line with the principles of the Logos word. God's written Logos word does not change or adjust itself to suit anything else in heaven or in earth. God's word expresses God himself. All prophetic utterance, which is contrary to the principles of the word of God, must be absolutely rejected as false. Believers need to have the attitude of the noble um, barons who receive the word with willing minds, but yet search the scriptures to ascertain whether the things they were taught were true. We see this in Acts chapter 17 verse 11. Believers should not be skeptical and critical, but should be sober and balanced to judge whether the spirit of the prophet's utterance contradicts the spirit of God's word. Prophet Isaiah establishes the standard of the law and the testimony as a means of judging supernatural phenomena and identifying false prophets. In Isaiah chapter 8, verse 19 through 20, it says, And when they say to you, Seek those who are mediums and wizards who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Principle number two, the prophet's behavior. If the prophet's lifestyle is unrighteous, then the prophet's word is suspect and his ministry should not be received. Prophet Jeremiah mourned the condition of the prophetic ministry of his day. False prophets arise in Jerusalem and Samaria whose lives were corrupt and who... As a result, spoke corrupt words that released unclean spirits through the length and breadth of the land. Jeremiah 23 verse 15 says, Therefore thus says the Lord of the hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with uh, wormwood and make them drink the water of gall. For from the prophets of Jerusalem, profaneness has gone out into all the land. Jesus in his ministry on earth established a basic principle for judging and approving ministry including prophets and prophetic ministry Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 through 16 says beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravenous wolves you will know them by their fruit do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles Jesus established establish that life produce is a is an important basis for judging true ministry we must judge by fruit not by external appearance internal character must be related to external ministry and unfortunately a lot today we see this a lot today where we judge we we invite prophets into to our church because they look good and because they're able to um be very um articulate in in their speech and what they say but we don't judge them by their character by how they live how their lifestyle um is and a lot of times we are aware of their lifestyle because some of their lifestyles that's not of god it, be, it becomes public but we still paid them thousands and thousands of dollars to come into our houses to speak an unholy and an unpure word and god is not pleased with that the purpose of calling and and ordation and ordination is not primarily to um, demonstrate gifts, but to bring forth lasting fruit. John chapter 15, verse 16. Principle number three, the exhortation of Jesus Christ. Even before Paul begins to identify identify the gifts and to reveal how they are given and operate, he establishes the principle of primacy. All holy ghost inspired ministry has as its first primary priority the exhortation of Jesus Christ 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 13 Jesus in his earthly ministry provided us with the true ministry example in all that he said And did there was powerful proclamation of the Father's glory, truth, and power in our ministry. All that we say or do glorifies not our own flesh, but the Lord. First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-nine through thirty-one. The true spirit of prophecy will always exalt and glorify the Lord and manifest powerful testimony of Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19, verse 10. Principle number four. Fulfillment of the word. Fulfillment of coming. Fulfillment or coming to pass. Is one indication. Of whether a prophetic word ministered. Is true or not. Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 22 says. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord. If the thing does not happen or come to pass. That is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. True prophets speaking the true word of the Lord will be justified by the coming to pass of the spoken word. However, we must take special note of one powerful exception to the rule of fulfillment, and these conditions are found within the content character of the word itself. Deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 1 through 5 says if there arises among you a prophet and the sign or the wonder comes to pass of which he spoke to you saying let us go after other gods which you have not known you shall not listen to the words of that prophet for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul. The law of fulfillment is only applied when the prophetic word is in accordance with the principles of the word of God. Biblical truth application always takes precedence over every physical sign manifestation. Principle number five, the test of agape. The character of the prophetic word is important. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 declares that the absence of agape invalidates the effectiveness of spiritual ministry. Believers may judge ministry not only by the accuracy of the word delivered, but also by the spirit or inner character of the word. The spirit of condemnation is not the spirit of God, Romans 8 chapter 1. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. The prophet may speak a word of righteous judgment, correction, or rebuke, but it must always be in the character of Jesus Christ and with the aim to restore. Principle number 6. The inward witness. All believers are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and can inwardly witness to the truth. Romans chapter 8 verse 16 and 1 John five ten. The inward witness is a feeling of... Of assurance or a conviction of agreement in our spirit that validates what is being manifested or originating in the holy spirit the spirit of god in us can indeed witness powerfully to to us of truth and lead us to discern and validate things that are true John chapter 16 verse 13. First John chapter 2 verse 20 and 27. However, while the witness of the spirit of God is infallible and consistent human receptivity is often flawed and fallible. Believers should not rely solely on the inward witness to judge and test prophetic ministry, but should use it together with the other principles outlined um, to come to a firm position about the prophetic ministry being tested the final principle number seven confirmation second corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 says this will be the third time i am coming to you by the mouth two or three witnesses every word shall be established word here is rhema paul is not talking about the logos word but about the The particular spoken situational word, the rhema word. The apostle advises that confirmation establishes in the heart of the believer the truth of the rhema word received. It is a good practice to wait on God for confirmation of all prophetic ministry received. Glory to God. Father God, we just want to thank you for this word and for this teaching on understanding prophetic dimensions and evaluating the words of the prophets. I pray, oh Father God, that your that your word will dwell richly in the hearts of your people and that as we as prophets prophesy that we will speak from the mouth of God, from our mouths to the ears of the people. Let your word rest upon us in all truth and wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Once again, we want to thank you for being a part of the Impact Podcast on today with Apostle Dr. Lisa Barino. And we pray that something that has been said or released over this podcast will bless you and help you as you continue your journey in prophetic ministry. God bless you. Amen.